Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This is TV worth talking about. We're not at war. That is an illusion. This is Shrine Podcast Vigil. This is Shrine Podcast Vigil. I'm Hannah. I'm Brendan. And I'm Rebecca. And this week on Vigil, things have gotten very stressful indeed. Silva almost blew the investigation open thanks to an incredibly poorly communicated missile launch drill. The woman who appears to be a chef is brown bread. (laughs) (laughs) And the murderer who now has all the intel they need to blow up Vigil and everyone on it thanks to a couple of fishy photos evades capture <laughs> once again. Meanwhile on land, M15 continue to lurk. Is it MI5? MI5, MI5. MI5. I'm yeah. saying them interchangeably and I apologise. MI5. I like it. You keep people guessing. Continue to lurk. Bloody Russian diplomats get off scot-free and we got the first and much anticipated Sylvaker kiss after a number of heartfelt flashbacks. Oh, and unlike the World Cup, Vigil is coming home. <laughs> <laughs> Literally lost 75% of our listeners in that one line. This week, <laughs> Southgate, you're the one. They really didn't change enough lyrics of that song. That's the only line they changed and the rest of it was still I weird. really enjoyed that whole song. Yeah, I sang it for weeks. <laughs> This week, the lovely Brendan is reading your thoughts and theories. But first up, Rebecca has your recap. Or will we have a little chat? <laughs> what do you want to talk about? Um, Hannah brought more ice creams this week and we said, that's it now. We can't we <laughs> Well, can't I actually have walked more. in and Summer's the first thing over. I said was, that's the end of it now. Because we'll have these. It was a nice day and then we'll leave it at that. I opened my front door and Hannah just said, that's it. That's the end of it. <laughs> you're like, really hi, nice to see you. Yeah. You're like, I'm, it's done now. Summer's over, done. As if you asked me to bring them like... Anyway, it was a lovely thought. It was an ice cream from a fast food establishment. Um, we extra toppings because they're very scabby. Yeah, yeah. I used delicious. to work there and I used to give people extra toppings all the time. Are, well, Brendan, because you're a nice person. I wasn't asked, coming out of my pocket, was it? The person around the corner... Well, you did person around the corner I was like yeah and can I get extra sauce in the tree though she's like no problems can we charge extra for that I was like oh I used to give the caramel sauce around the edge of the cup and oh, on top of the ice cream top. I love the sundaes and I used to get given out to for doing it I was like give the people what they want you're dead right and if they asked for a sauce when you were ordering I wouldn't charge you the 20 cent but if you ordered all the food and I took the money and then you went oh can I have a sweet and sour sauce then I'd charge you because like if you asked me the first time I'd give it to you for free but now because you're trying to be a snake I'm going to charge you 20 cent Wait, so if I said nothing about a barbecue sauce, you'd put one in my bag? No, if you asked for it while you were ordering, I'd give it to you, but I wouldn't charge you the 20 cents. Oh, okay. Because you were being upfront. I yeah. was like, have the sauce. Life is all about the condiments. But if you ordered your meal 
and everything was paid and done for and then you pretended to forget and went oh and would you just throw a barbecue sauce in there I'd be like oh will yeah but it's 20 cent oh I see I see do you know yeah lovely and then did you pop it in your back pocket the 20 you're cent like the no always in the till. or the sauce there was a thing as well at the end of the day your till couldn't be any more than one euro above or below the balance you otherwise taking it out and shot yeah otherwise they were like oh what's going on here <laughs> what you is that like the float I used yeah, to have to float. do the float yeah. when I was working in Arnott's yeah and you couldn't be over you couldn't be a euro over or a euro below what you were supposed to have in the float no because they had to count all the profits no, and I the know, monies yeah but because uh, if there was like obviously too much or too little they'd be like whoa oh, <laughs> can God. you count oh my float was a bit was way too little one day there was killings were you rapping again no something <laughs> happened I she don't know what did I love that phrase <laughs> she was the on take. the take like, I, I will not. I tell you what happened to me last week after the podcast? Oh my God. It only came back to me when I was driving out. And it was a sea, a sea incident. Oh my God, sorry. I was like, what? I think exactly, it was a sea-related incident. So the ice creams brought back into my head because it was a really hot day last Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So I brought over the Mars ice creams. Thanks. Delicious. Um, they were the best. Sponsorship pending. And... <laughs> I was like, it's a really sunny day. And I was like, what are you guys doing after the podcast? And Brendan was going to go and read a book in his balcony. And you were going to chill in your gorgeous garden. I was like, I'm going to go and meet our Craig for a sea swim. Just the two of us, real romantic, like catch up. Like we've both been away on different weekends. So anyway, I get over. The sun is setting over Dublin. It looks absolutely beautiful. Well, I'm only in the water. 35 seconds before. And I mean, I am not exaggeration. Shoulder, bone no. to toe, uh, stung by a jellyfish. Oh. It ra- first time it's ever happened to me in my life. It wrapped around me. <gasps> I was pulled into its what talons. Stop. What are they called? The bits. The tentacles. Tentacles. Or as my sister once called them, testicles by accident. <laughs> the testicles wrapped around me. I'm going to grab that bit on nearby. <laughs> And guys stung every single part of me and what did it feel like so at the very beginning it feels because it's lot they're long right yeah. was so, it the lion's mane it must have no, been a lion's it was, mane. Ca- it was called a compass it was oh. called a compass of the lion's mane are apparently very serious and craig was baiting it back to the car to get the phone because i was like it was purple and he's like jesus christ oh, to go up and google whether i was going to a and e or did not. you look down and see a purple tentacle I looked down and saw the whole thing. They're <gasps> absolutely huge. And I'm saying, this is at like ankle length in the water. Like we were only in. So it kind of feels like a long bit of like seaweed. Don't touch me. Like, <laughs> I'm really scared. It kind of like licked my ankle. And I was like, oh, that's a bit of seaweed. And I was like, oh no, that doesn't feel very nice. And then before you know it, I'm looking and there's tentacles everywhere and I'm stung to bits. It happened even before you knew. You don't have a, cho- you How don't long have a chance. How did it wrap around you for? Like, I would say from the first feeling to being like, oh, Jesus, it's a jellyfish to try and escape from it, like, 20 seconds. And did, how did you get it off you? It wasn't on me. Like, right. I, I, it's my, like, it's its fault, but I swam into the back of its tentacles. Like, um, its tentacles are as long as me, flowing yeah. through the water, no. and I sort of swam through them, and they all went around me. <gasps> um, oh, and the whole pissing on you thing is bullshit. Well, two lads on the beach offered to, because I got out with the fucking sea and they were going in I was like well lads just to let you know the place is full of jellyfish and they were being real guys they were like oh no we're grand we don't care I was like well you'll care if you get stung because I'm after getting stung head to toe and I'm in bits and they were like do you want us to piss on your love and I was like just get me home no that's a myth it's because of friends yeah it is because of friends 
Um, so apparently you pour vinegar on yourself, which is what I did. You have a hot shower and then you do hot and cold, like hot water bottle and ice pack. And then you take two Panadol on the nerve and I don't know if you're meant to take them all Stinking together. Stinking of fish and chips. <laughs> and then you get into the bed and it's gone the next morning. So there you go. That was me. Did you have any marks on you afterwards? No. And that's what I was terrified about because I have to go to a wedding. It's like if I have. And I was just imagining like. Tentacle marks on the yeah, bride. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> suction marks. <laughs> oh, I think you're going as Paltro. She, she had a bit of cupping <laughs> exactly. done. I was like, I'm just going to have to pay it off that I've had some like really expensive treatment yeah oh no not a mark thank god but was awful like I went from a lovely evening with a Mars ice cream in the podcast to being stung alive <laughs> no you poor thing honestly it's my biggest not fear not fun yeah not yeah fun. well there you go <laughs> one of the many reasons I don't get in the sea sorry I do get in the sea but yeah, I'm terrified I don't get in the sea very often and if I spotted a jellyfish I'd run a mile like yeah. if I could yeah, and See, it's too bitches. fast. It's too fast. Yeah, it's too fast. So let's transition now from the top of the water underneath Rebecca. We're going down to Vigil. I wish you had a sound effect. This week. <laughs> can I touch? <laughs> if I touch one of these, will that work? <laughs> you need to put that up there. Okay. That one there. Oh, there's some birds. There you go. So the birds, and then we're going under the water. Oh, man. No, that's my fans. That one's, oh. that one's blue. Is this water? <gasps> yeah. That's okay, we're going there. down. We're going down and put my headphones on. Rebecca, take it away, bitch. The episode opens with a flashback of Silva and Longacre having a heated row about moving in together. Amy says she needs space. Kirsten is frustrated because she thought Amy was ready to take the next step. The scene ends with Kirsten storming out. I now was live tweeting. I did not see the scene the first time I watched it. (laughs) (laughs) On vigil, Silva wakes up to the sound of sirens. Mother of God, another disaster. One every episode I know, something I was dreadful like, this happens. bloody boat Jesus. is not fit for purpose. It's not. This time the captain orders a full missile launch as he do. And as Silva rushes to the control room, a crew member smacks into her and she whacks her head off a metal wall. Now that shoulder was deliberate. Uh, uh, Sh- I looked uh, who very was deliberate. It though, Don't guys? know. They moved too quickly, but it and felt they never re- referenced it again. No. So it yeah, it looked like it was deliberate, um, but it also was just forgotten about then. I don't know if that just didn't make the editor's cut. Was that another subplot? Will we find out next week? Could be the guy in the mask. That's true. She's bleeding. She's very panicked. And she tries to stop these weapons from being fired. But so would you. They're about to fire. It's never, ever happened before. And as far as you're concerned, they're about to fire nuclear weapons. Oh, no, you go mad. But I'd also be like, I don't know something that's gone on here. I thought it was a dream. I thought it was a dream. I thought it was a dream, yeah. You'd obviously be so panicked, but also at the same time, you'd be like, this isn't, this is happening regardless I'd be in the bunk with the curtains closed and my eyes closed as well. (laughs) (laughs) So the captain (laughs) orders for Silva to be removed and then the coxswain eventually tackles her to the ground and finally tells her that it's a fecking launch drill. Yeah, well, fecking tell everyone before you do it then. Tell everyone that it's a drill and surely there's like a different alarm that goes off, you know, if it's a drill than it is if it's the real thing. Like, there was no need... Horrific. ...to have her that panic. Do you think that they, they, they just do this every week and they just didn't think to tell her? Do you think that the, no, she was I, asleep and they, they didn't tell they her? They deliberately didn't tell her because they just want to fuck with her I, and uh, make her feel vulnerable and small. The coxswain was probably the one that was meant to tell her and he didn't. He didn't. Oh, he's like, oh, sorry, sorry. I'll get to that later. He has a little shitty excuse for it. Back on land, Longacre is being interviewed by the two glamorous MI5 agents. Um, they're basically wondering how she knew about this absolutely lit night out in Port Havers and why she 
she met with the deal Patrick Cruden last week, right? She explains that uh, he was actually trying to help her find Jade Antoniak's killer because he was her dad. MI5 admits to monitoring Dunlock Peace Camp because sometimes they link up with other groups and then the demos turn violent. And just as Kirsten asks about Jade mentioning the MI5 operatives in the peace camp, her boss barges in, shuts down the interview and MI5 is like, right, can we just keep an open dialogue with each other? The boss was very cross about it and mm. now I think there's something suspicious there. Mm. I, yeah. And then I'm like, I was watching it. I, the first time I watched it, I was like, he's dodgy. And then I watched it again and I was like, oh, maybe he's just like, I have to shut this down. I don't know. We haven't learned a lot about him. And he was holding the cat very villain. Like it was very villain-like in that episode. Okay. <laughs> he was holding Catherine. Catherine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, hey, what's going on here? Maybe I'm looking too much into it. On Vigil. Silva gets a flashback of the day she met Kirsten in the office. Kirsten asked Amy to actually help her prep for her inspector interview. And Amy's like, I don't have the time. She's not keen on the whole thing. But she's eventually won over after Kirsten buys her a hot chocolate. Yeah. I was loving all the flashback scenes in this episode. Yeah, they're gorgeous. It was really nice because Vigil's so stressful and you feel very anxious watching it. And it's kind of nice seeing just nice warm golden scenes, you know? scattered throughout or peppered as they and say. And I thought the hot chocolate technique was a very good way to get someone who said no to then eventually do what you want and I might use that in my life. I don't know. I felt like it was quite aggressive. <laughs> very, yeah, it was very intense and full on I feel like it's something that you learn in one of those like training sessions that you go to with the fella who was on Wolf of Wall Street or something like it's a technique is that what you did with the Mars ice cream what's his name Jason Belford Jason Belford that's why I brought those for you that's you you in the ice cream I've subliminally got you to do so you don't even know I think his trick was cocaine no (laughs) (laughs) later she meets meets with the coxswain and asks him why he didn't tell her about the drill and why he just made her basically make a tit of herself in front of the whole submarine Glover is like, oh, it's actually because we need to complete the test as quickly as possible. My hole. Things get very heated when Silva confronts him about the affair with Doherty. Silva reckons that Burke used the photo of him and Tiffany to blackmail Glover into giving him information about the Port Havers fiasco as Burke was planning to expose the big Navy cover-up. Glover says that Burke actually did approach him a couple of weeks before the patrol started, but firmly denies killing Burke or like getting rid of him or getting rid of the problem. Glover angrily says that everyone on the boat thinks she's deranged and that it was only him that didn't and now she's on her own. Again, no need to be such an arse. Very, very ash. Yeah, it was too harsh Mm. and I feel really lonely for her and it's very scary if you're down there without anyone on your side. If he didn't have such big, round, blue eyes, I'd hate him. But his eyes are just still kind of keeping me. I'm just like, oh, I want you to be good. I have to say though, this episode, when I watched it again, they're really making it out like he's the baddie and I think the baddie's just hiding in plain sight. I Mm. think that the distraction's on him at the moment so we don't look the other way. I think we spoke about this, but I think he's definitely done bad things. Oh, yeah. And everyone kind of has, but he's not the big bad. No, I don't. I hope not. But then he could turn around and have a Russian accent next episode. (laughs) Also, guys, my sister during the week sent me a video. I don't know what she was looking up, but it was like a journalist going on to a US submarine. And she was like, Jesus Christ, they're way smaller in real life. They are so claustrophobic looking. They've obviously made the set of Vigil bigger because they need to fit like all of the people down it and the cameras and and the crew and everything else. You want to see the size of the bunks that these people are living in in real life? Oh my God, it's so scary. You'd rather be stung by a jellyfish. I would again and again and again. Yeah. 
Silva then goes for a snack in the canteen area where she wears a stunning navy jumper, which I assume is fruit of the loom. Lee Banks, eat your heart out. It had some sort of embroidery on it, didn't it? Like Someone some said it looked like a penis. Oh, I thought, it like, I thought it looked like a pretzel. I don't know what your penis <laughs> looks like. I thought it was two dolphins, guys. <laughs> oh, it's a lovely, like, navy logo. Someone was like, that looks like a penis. I was like, what? Twitter, I mean, listen, anyway. Um, Silva overhears the apparent chef, whose name is Jackie, by the way, talking about her son getting out. Okay? There is a very, very quick shot of Matthew Doward turning around to listen. He is the fellow who came on to Vigil at the same time as Silva to replace Burke. And can't read sonar. He's Russian. He, Clearly. Or he's a... What's working the for the Russians. Exactly. Do you think so? Yeah, I think it's him. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people in our theories think that as well this week. I think it's him. Just as when I watched it again... I think he's a looming. He didn't hear this giant ship again in this episode. <laughs> There's a full-on cruise liner on top of them. And he didn't hear a squeak. He didn't hear a peep a in the ocean. A thousand people above them at the all-you-can-eat buffet. I'm like, not a clue. <laughs> There's someone singing, my heart will go on above them. And he doesn't hear a sound. Jane, Mac- Jane McDonald is <laughs> giving her best. And Vigil hasn't got a clue that she's above them. Where yeah. is his monthly check-in with HR? <laughs> Guys, he's shocking. Like, would the captain not pull him for a little cup of coffee and ask him with everything going on? The captain of this episode is like, stay alert. Like, what are you doing? And he's just sitting there being like, I don't know. I just, it's wild. Okay. The visual is absolutely crazy. It actually is crazy. When you're watching it, you're like, holy moly, how is this happening? Right. And I'm really sorry, yeah. but I just want to go back to her for one second. Gary Walsh needs to be in the infirmatory. He's going around to No, go. he is. However, Gary Walsh made a big discovery this week that he I did. said, fair play to you, Gary. You're a good one. He did, and I'm delighted for him. But literally 24 hours ago, he was waving and going around in front of the missiles. <laughs> and Prentice is like popping into her in the captain's court. Is he not meant to be on lockdown? It's gone mad. You're right. It's, it's all gone poor tabers. It's, it's full poor tabers down there. It's crazy. You, you, I, what did they say what happens in Port Haver stays in Port Haver it's not in this case it, it's circling the <laughs> is it the Irish Sea I don't know where they are the North Sea <laughs> I don't know right Lieutenant Doherty then brings Silva into the sick bay where the captain asks her why she brought unauthorised medication on board for her serious medical condition Silva is warned that withdrawal from the antidepressants is going to cause trouble sleeping poor balance and in rare cases psychosis Newsom and Glover basically insinuate here that these side effects or what caused Silva's behaviour during the drill. No, not telling her that they weren't actually about to fire nuclear submarines is what caused that. They're literally gaslighting. And that's so understandable. Yeah, they should have just told her, I, like, listen, at the end of the day, her running in and screaming isn't going to stop them from firing a missile if they're going to do it. This was all the big but plan they should have just told her. Doherty this though. is just their plan to stop her investigation. They're literally trying to get her out. They're like, bye, bye, bitch. Anyway, the captain then relieves Silva of her duties and he's like you're unfit you have to stay in my cabin for the rest of the day and Silva's basically like hang on a second there is still someone on board the submarine who is extremely dangerous why is nobody else worried about that because I think they're more concerned with the bigger picture they're just like bigger fish to fry yeah they're like oh yeah you can kill everyone on board this but we can't let people know what went on at Port Havers we can't go back to port. We need to keep the Yeah, they just, they've, yeah, their interests lie elsewhere. It's absolutely wild. Maybe okay. I'm a nervous wreck, guys, but if I was in work on a submarine and someone <laughs> had been murdered, I'd be a little bit more on edge and I'd actually be helping the detective solve the crime. 
Yeah, no, no. They're, but they all have something to hide because they all are part of that cover-up. So they just... It, it, they're in too deep, like the submarine. <laughs> Hannah's going to cut and run. She'd be sending the SOS back to port. She'd be like, one of my colleagues has a gun. Take all me the back, submarines please. trailing you will be like, there they are. There she is. Like, beep, 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 With the nails. Save yeah. me. Tappa, tappa, tappa. At the police station, Longacre and DS Porter, who is the Chloe Bishop of Vigil, carrying the whole investigation. He really it is. literally is Chloe Bishop of Vigil. Uh, they sit down and look at CCTV footage from the train station where Jade said she had seen a man that she recognised who she thought could be MI5. They checked the date of the protest that turned violence that MI5 had mentioned earlier and bam, there he is. A tall blonde man wearing an ice hockey jacket. He's chatting to a fella in a cap but they can't make out who it is. Doward. They trace his reg plates and they find an address, right? The police race to the address. It's very line of duty, isn't it? Yeah. It's very line of duty here. walking with everyone, all the uniformed officers behind her. Apartment block, don't know what's going on. I just, I was getting like Danny Waldron vibes. It was all happening, right? Anyway, they find this blonde man. He tries to flee. There's a chase, but Longacre, with the help of some Kate Fleming energy, catches him and pins him to the ground. Now, Rose Leslie apparently was about eight months pregnant. A lot of people were saying this on on social this week, yeah. She was quite heavily pregnant doing all these scenes. Obviously, there was a body double or a stunt, stunt double or whatever, but like, my goodness, fair play. Oh my God. When she arrested him and turned him over, I initially thought that there was a look on her face like she recognised him or knew him. But then I think it might have just been the injury that she was looking at. They kind of hovered on her look for a while and then you saw the bleeding. So the blonde man has a wound on his shoulder that basically starts bleeding again because of the impact of her jumping on top of him. So, dun dun dun. He is the fella who broke into her apartment and attacked her and that she stabbed with the scissors. And the blonde man is arrested for the murder of Jade Antoniak. Okay. Later, Blondie, whose name is Peter Ingalls, is questioned by Longacre and Porter and he, in a very posh denies knowing Jade. Very posh English. Almost too perfect, wasn't it? Wasn't it too perfect? It was. Because he's bloody Russian. <laughs> I'm dead of him. <laughs> Same. He's just like, Same. I will do whatever I want, get up and walk out. But the shit hits the fan for him because they find Jade's SIM card outside of his apartment. Yeah, but the shit didn't hit the fan for him though because they were just like, oh yeah, off you pop. No, but like, sorry lads, I'm sorry. If he is a Russian spy and he leaves the SIM card outside his apartment, I mean, that is shoddy. <laughs> Vlad isn't going to be too happy about that, is that he? That is shoddy, okay? Like, put it in a bin. That is really shoddy. It's so shoddy, I couldn't get over it. I was like, you're not a very good agent, are you? Anyway, as they begin to question him about being an MI5 officer, Longacre's boss cuts the interview short, brings her to her MI5 pals, who explain that Peter Ingalls is actually Pieter Vasiliev, a GRU intelligence officer who has full diplomatic four words. Immunity! From the Russian embassy. He's a feckin' Russian spy and they basically have to let him go even though he murdered Jade. But can I just ask a question about diplomatic immunity? Yeah. I didn't realise you could murder people and that no one can do anything about it. Like, I don't know how true it is, but like, I don't know. Maybe it's just, it's not worth it. They were like, well, Russia are just going to kill us. Have you we... ever watched Designated Survivor on Netflix? No, no. you've been telling me about that going on. Drama. It's absolutely high drama. But it's like, very unrealistic. Russia yeah, gave ridiculous. him diplomatic immunity. Yeah. 
Well, no. But the Russian, the, the, I don't know how it works. The but, UK yeah. would give him diplomatic immunity. But then how... To, how I'm very confused. How's I don't know. Anyway, then? literally getting away with murder. Yeah, true. Because they don't want to rock the boat. He knows too much. He knows too much. Maybe he was working for MI5. I don't listen. Was he working in MI5? Was he a Russian spy in MI5? I mean, no. It all links back because if they arrest him, they piss off the Russians who are trailing, like whatever. It all links back to Port Havers, and they don't want anyone to know about it. That's basically it. No, but they don't know that the Russians are... They don't know any of this yet. Okay. Do you get me? They don't know anything about the Russians yet. They just know that he... They just find out here that he is uh, a Russian spy, right? Back on vigil, there's trouble in paradise between Doherty and Glover. She's not happy that Glover didn't tell her that he was going to the captain. And he's like, oh, I was just trying to protect you. But basically before that, Silva had kind of said to Doherty, like, why do you trust this man? He lies to you all the time. He's lied to his wife. Like, why are you risking your whole career for this guy? Like, he's dodgy. Mm. So anyway, I think that affair is over. Yeah, again, people have thoughts and theories about this that we'll read later on. Okay. At the station, Porter reveals that he's actually found an online thread about fishing that Peter Ingalls had been posting about from his laptop. And basically, lots of other people from around the world were replying to it. Porter reckons there is some sort of code hidden into the uh, photos of carps. I couldn't stop laughing at all the photos of the no, fish. No, guys, that was absolutely I just, mad. Oh, my God. I was like, something fishy hidden going on. Hidden in the pixels. Yeah. Oh, my God. So MI5 say that they're going to decode the messages hidden in the pixels. Porter explains that the exchanges took place a few times a week in the fortnight, in a fortnight, and they actually stopped... I just emailing each other from with the fish. I know. <laughs> <laughs> now, Reb has sent me a few pictures of carp before. I know, I actually have. because Because Nathan, my boyfriend, a fiancé, has mm-hmm. um, uh, had, unfortunately, a fish called Gillian, who sat Sadly passed away recently. She used to live in this room. Sorry, she did. This is Gillian's old bedroom. I know. She used to just, sit here. I didn't know Gillian. What yeah, Gillian passed, passed old age. Yeah, no, he had her for about 11 years. But Gillian, sorry, if you let a goldfish into a river, right? If you release a go, they, they go gigantic and they turn into carp. What do you mean, Rebecca? No. I swear to God. There's, gonna, there's no, warnings on the news all the time. There's really? one in Wisconsin <laughs> a while ago. No. We were talking about it on our show. I'm going to Google it now. We will post it after the podcast has gone out yeah, so you can yeah. see it. You can't. But, um, it disrupts the natural body. Biology. Lake. So they're like, don't put your goldfish in Michigan? a lake. It was Michigan. Oh yeah, right. So this Hannah, is what look happens. at this. We're going to post this on at Shrine Pods. <laughs> this, this is what a goldfish this, turns into oh, if you leave it into a lake. It, so I'm big. not able for this. No, you're going to cry. Wait. I, no, I need to get the read. There was a really funny photo. So, so basically, they just whatever happens in the water, they they balloon. Like, so look at the headline: Oh, gigantic goldfish dumped in lakes, <laughs> growing to more than one foot, threatening ecosystems. Look at the size of that fish. <laughs> That's what happens to a goldfish when you put it in a lake. It just expands to its surroundings. <laughs> so it's a carp. So I always send Brendan pictures of carp because I'm like, that could have been Jillian. <laughs> Someone posted a tweet. Please don't release your pet goldfish into ponds and lakes. They grow bigger than you think. <laughs> they do. No, it's a full on thing. Like, don't do and it. They ruin, they, I think they just kill all around them then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll share that photograph on twitter so anyway the german spy was into the carp right so he was posting pictures of the carp and mi5 are gonna decode the messages the goldfish is so big they get bigger than you think i feel like he was writing that with a goldfish with a gun to his head so sorry 
these exchanges, these pictures of the fish that were being exchanged. <laughs> Sorry, I kind of wanted to so funny. They had taken place during a certain fortnight, right? And they stopped on August 30th. And that was actually the day before Vigil went out on patrol. So something is very fishy there. Okay. On Vigil, are we all right? Yeah. <clears throat> Back on the submarine. I'm thinking, trying to think of sad things. I lost there for a few minutes. <laughs> the captain says he's received orders. Now, th- guys, this scene now really stuck with me. Who told the captain this? Who made this decision? Is he in with the Russians? What's going on? But on vigil, the captain all of a sudden is like, oh, I've received orders to change the course of the submarine and we need to head into the shipping lane. Yeah, he said it was to, well, yeah, he said it was to hide so that they couldn't hear them. That if they're under the shipping lane, whoever's trailing them, yeah. the Americans, Is it just a would, coincidence? would be harder to hear them. Fair enough. I just That was his, uh, that's how he explained it. I just, I don't know we didn't was. see anything else. We just saw him saying it. I was like, is that weird? Are you in on it? What's going on there? That British woman who they spoke to, who had gone off to check with the PM about that was the Home Secretary, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, was it? to Secretary. I'm like, that British woman. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe it was her. Yeah, no, maybe it was, but she doesn't know any of this. She doesn't know this yet, you get me? So I just, anyway, I just went, do you know what? That's very convenient, isn't it? Right? Mm. Right. Now, it's time for more Silva Longacre flashbacks. We see them flirting in a pub together, having a few whiskies. Kirsten goes in for the kill, but Silva says she's not, dot, 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 and I assume into women? Yeah. Yeah. In the present day, Longacre tells the rear admiral about how they are confident that Peter Ingalls killed Jade. They also think that he's actually been in contact with someone on Vigil who could be a Russian asset. The Rear Admiral says he doesn't know much about the Russians, but there were concerns about a trawler that was dragged down by an American submarine that had been shadowing Vigil since it left. So he needs to ask the Americans why they were doing that again, because they wouldn't tell him before. I think Branning is beside him in this scene. Is that this scene? I think Branning is there? Not yet. Okay. Not yet. I think. On the submarine, Gary Walsh... Our pal from last week. Up and about. He tells Hadlow that a padlock has been tampered with and basically it would give someone access to the RCMS panel, which you could use to force a reactor shutdown. So which someone, is what happened. Someone was messing with the reactor. That happened on purpose. So someone is literally trying to take Vigil down. They now have proof of it. Okay. He's like, say nothing to no one. Let me talk to the captain. Is he dodgy? Sorry Hadlow Hadlow Connor Swindells from Sex Education Yeah possibly Yeah he he looks like he could be the man That the man in the ice hockey jacket Was talking to outside uh, On the CCTV But it also could be Doward Doward, Doward Or it could be Doward the and Hadlow kind of run into the one for me Yeah getcha Right Hadlow's definitely involved somehow well, Hadlow's the one that um, Had the fight with Burke And then found his body Do you know what I mean I don't know if that's just another kind of Jed Herring or Red Herring We'll say in this point at this point I think he'll come yeah. back because he's quite a bit well he's not a big name but, but like yeah I agree he's not just not anyone totally, totally. he's like Connor Swindell yeah, of yeah. sex education yeah. so later on Silva is woken by a visit from the apparent chef bringing her some scrambled eggs guys I actually squealed when the chef walked into her room I squealed and the subject of chef Jackie's son comes up this is that he made some bad choices he ended up in prison but Jackie gets a bit weird talking to Silva and she scurries off. We later see her looking terrified after finding a note in her apron, the contents of which is not shown. What was on the page? Who wrote it? What was on the page? Was it the drugs? I thought it was maybe like, bitch, if you talk to her, you're done. Yeah. I don't know. We don't know. Or it was like, you need to kill her off. It was instructions for something. 
but sure, we never, we're never going to know now. But uh, yeah, like instructions for her to poison someone yeah. else, unless whatever was said on that page was enough for the alleged chef Jackie to poison herself. That she was just like, I'm out. I Maybe, reckon she poisoned uh, Craig Burke. And I reckon that whoever asked her to do that had enough power to get her son out yeah. of prison. Mm. Yeah. And I reckon she was probably asked to poison Silva. Yeah. Yeah. And she refused and they poisoned so her. So maybe yeah. that was it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think we're going to see that next week, surely. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, pardon me. Right. On land, the rear admiral speaks to the Americans, um, a lovely American woman. He later tells Longacre and the MI5 agents that the Americans were concerned that the Russians were planning something with Vigil and decided to tail Vigil instead of airing their concerns and revealing their source. I love this because we were like, oh, the Americans are after Vigil, blah, blah, blah. But actually, the Americans just knew that something was up with the Russians with Vigil. So they decided to tail. So it's just a big submarine party down there. Like, <laughs> what's going on? What? So the Americans are tailing Vigil to protect them from the Russians. I... That sounds a bit it, too no, nicey-nice. Nice. But they, they have a source that told them that the Russians were planning something with Vigil. So they started to tail them. We're, we're going to find out more about that, but... That this is what they say about the whole thing, so I was really confused. Tell vigil. I know they really should have, but then maybe they didn't know. I don't know. You don't know who to trust, do you? No, no, no. Um, sorry. Right, the rear admiral. This is where Branning is. Okay, Branning says that she's going to brief Downing Street. That's the only scene she's in this episode. Yeah. Yeah, there was a point where she was sitting with the rear admiral, and he was giving them some information, and there was a look on her face, like him and her both knew more and she kind of wanted to share more information. That, that's what I read into it. That she definitely wanted the rear admiral to, to tell them more than he was. That's all I read. Yeah, there, there is. I'd like to know a bit more about Branning, you know? Mm. Maybe next week. Well, the rear admiral says that he's not going to be able to call Vigil back in without a replacement boat and proof of a legitimate threat. If there is a traitor on board, they need a name before they can do anything. On the boat, Hadlow informs the captain of the tampering and sabotage of the reactor and Newsom says they'll have to investigate without drawing attention. I mean, Jesus, that's stressful, isn't it? Prentice then finds Silva in the captain's quarters and says it's a bit rich coming from him, but she should trust Newsom. Silva says that Prentice is actually the only person she does trust because she knows why he lied, which I think is really, it was really I really enjoyed that line. Yeah, um, she needs someone down there to bounce ideas off. Yeah. So she needs an ally. So she's like, oh, fuck it, you're the, what is it, the best of a worst bunch or yeah. whatever. But she's like, I know why you told the lies you told. Yeah. Whereas she can't figure anyone else out. Exactly. So Silva then asks him about Jackie's son and Prentice is like, oh yeah, he's locked up on drugs charges in Indonesia. It's awful. They execute drug smugglers there. And Silva is like, hang on. He's now being released after only one year into a 10-year sentence, all of a sudden. There's strings being pulled there. Now, shit gets serious here, as Longacre and co. do a video call with the Secretary of State and Defence about how they believe Peter Ingalls was chatting to an unknown associate who they think is a crewman on vigil, who is actively engaging in sabotaging the submarine. (laughs) Wonder who that could possibly be. <laughs> they also bring up the connection to Burke and Jade Mur- and Jade's murders, and they are basically like Jade and Burke were on to what the Russians were planning, and they were going to expose it all, and that's why they were killed. 
Longacre shows up encrypted data that Ingalls had hidden in the pictures of the carps and reveals a blueprint of the EORV services, right? Or of EORV services. So that's a company that they use to supply the ventilation systems on the Triton submarines. And the Rear Admiral points out that if anyone was to tamper with the atmosphere management plant, it would be extremely dangerous for everyone on board. Now, the only thing I'm thinking there is Burke was poisoned on vigil before Doward was put on there. So there was a Russian on board already. Or did they just get to the chef and then put him on after? I don't know. Yeah, yeah you're right. Was there a Russian on board? That, that would make the most sense. Yeah. Maybe there's a few of them. MI5 did in, earlier on in the episode actually be like, oh, you know, there's so many Russian spies like in, in the UK that we just can't keep track and of them And they made all. a point of you have over 200 crew on board. You're probably going to have a couple in there, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh my God, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Sneaky Russians. Longacre asks the boss lady to call the boat back in, but they don't have a replacement for another week and that would mean breaking the continuous at-sea deterrent. Here, we also learn that the Parliament's actually voting next week on whether or not to replace Britain's nuclear warheads and it would send out the wrong message. So there's lots of... Po- there's lots of... So much there's political m- pressure and bollocks pressure. going on. Yeah. They're all pressure. Best to having a continuous at-sea deterrent, aren't they? They are. And they can't break it because it's a law. Sorry, I'm just moving my page there. Is it the law? I think it's like they can't break it. I think it's, I assume, I don't know if it's, a, it has to be a law. Very dramatic. Yeah, very dramatic. I hope so. Someone's gonna, someone can correct me on that. I'm not an expert. All well, I they know are is breaking it now. You shouldn't put a goldfish into a river. <laughs> <laughs> we need to tweet it. It needs to go out. We will tweet it, yeah. Next up, bloody hell, there's a huge ship with Jane MacDonald singing. <laughs> and Vigil is right underneath it. How on earth did Doward not hear this in the headphones? Lads. He just, either he is just a newbie and he's really not trained properly or qualified or, you know, the way over the years, (laughs) she's got another picture of a carp, stop. You know the way over the years you've worked with someone who's just a bit of a fucking space cadet. Maybe that's just him. Perhaps. No, you're right. Like maybe they're just doing all these dodgy shots to make it look that way. Suddenly, sirens are going off. A very important wire has actually been snagged and there's a loss of all broadcast. Silva uses the commotion as an opportunity to leave the captain's quarters and she heads straight to Chef Jackie's cabin where she finds stains on her sheets. The same stains that we saw on Burke's green fleece after he had ingested the toxin. Mm Mm-hmm. On land, Rear Admiral Shaw informs his team that Downing Street has ordered Vigil to return to port immediately. However, on Vigil, the captain has actually just learned that it's going to take two to three hours to repair the comms wire, so they aren't actually going to get that important message anytime soon. Now, I'm potentially reading way too much into it, but when the Rear Admiral asked for them to send the message to Vigil to come straight back to port, I think the guy that he asked to send the message looked very much like a, like a brother of Dowards. He looked very like Dowards. <laughs> he did, but yeah. did he have a Northern Irish accent? He, I, he didn't speak. I don't think he spoke, or if he did, it was just like a I, sir, captain, whatever. I mean, are we, as we've learned from Peter Ingalls, you can't put on any sort of I accent. I just think Hello, that he sir? looked related to Dowards. Mm-hmm. Mm. Silva rushes to tell the captain that she knows that Chef Jackie Hamilton poisoned Craig Burke and it's all connected to her son being let out of prison when he hears Jackie's name being called on the loudspeaker this is very important Glover looks shook and he suddenly changes the direction he was walking in didn't notice that well done Glover is the coxswain coxswain Elliot 
Glover. Old blue eyes. So he, so so you know when they're like, oh, Chef Jackie. Reported. No, Chef Jackie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Jackie. Jackie. <laughs> you know, they're like, Jackie, report to the captain like you poisoned someone. <laughs> yeah, and then she's like, yeah, Jackie. <laughs> he hears it and he he is like, oh shit. He's like, oh. And he's walking, he's like, doo, 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 and he just turns really suddenly, right? Okay. <laughs> That night, we see Longacre return home to Catrin, who is purring. I had the sub- the subtitles on, and it was like cat purrs. Cat purring. This was very cinematic. The lighting in the sitting room, like it was like a movie. I was nearly crying. It was like, gorgeous. I shed a tear. Yeah, I yeah. actually was crying because you know that that flashback is all she's gonna. You know something dreadful is gonna happen to one of them. And Catrin was there, and she was a part of it, yeah. and she was acting. I'm Poor hoping they're going to be reunited. I hope so too. It just never ends well. Anyway, we're treated to a lovely romantic flashback of Silva and Longacre kiss. In the present, Longacre gets a call from her boss to tell them that they have sent a message out for Vigil to come back an hour ago, but Vigil hasn't responded. So like, this is really bad. Yeah, because their communications wire is stuck to the underside of the cruise liner that Jane McDonald is singing on. (laughs) I actually went to, I think it was France on the HSS um, when I was younger for a family holiday. Was We're James going, on No, but oh. they had like, oh my God, they had like a full on sparkly stage. And um, I remember a woman coming out doing Send in the Clowns and she was dressed as a clown. <laughs> and another woman came out and did all by myself, Celine Dion. Oh my God, you're in your element. It was absolutely stunning. Anyway. Pardon me. On the ship, the captain is raging at the team for not hearing that there was a giant ship above them. He's like, focus. He's like, focus. Pay attention. As Silva searches for Jackie, a crew member tells her that Glover went to look for her. Again, very important. Mm -hmm. Silva then finds Jackie's body on the ground in the canteen area. She's been poisoned and suddenly... A man in a gas mask appears, runs towards Silva and pushes her to the floor. It was definitely Glover. Yeah. It was 110% Glover. Well, we know and that Glover was, was going down there. I think he was trying to save so her from a gas that was yeah, in the air. or Because he had a air. gas mask on, so he didn't breathe anything in. And he just pushed her away from her so that she didn't get any of the poison. Yeah. I think Glover is good... And it was definitely him under the gas mask and he was trying to save Silva. Or did he go in with the gas mask being like, there you go, love. Drop that in her tea. I no, I don't think so either. I no. think it's dowered, guys. I think it's... Um, what's his face we were talking about earlier on? Who's in sex education? Uh, Hadlow. 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 Yeah, no, ha- well, it, in the CCTV, it looks like the back of Hadlow talking to the man in the ice hockey jacket. Again, they could all be Russian uh, spies. And they could they could have done what they did in Line of Duty where they merged Hargreaves and Ted's physique so that yeah. you couldn't tell who it was. And we know World Productions did that before. They could do it again. They've got the budget. Yeah. Yeah, because guys, the physique of that person wasn't like, Connor Swindell is tall. Yeah. The coxswain is sort of short. Mm-hmm. And he's yeah. he's a slight man, really, isn't he? Like, he's not broad. And I thought that guy was quite bulky. He yeah, I think Darren and Hadlow are more similar in shape. Yeah. Like, that you could be confused on CCTV. Yeah, Deward, yeah, maybe. And like, I would have said Gary Walsh if we hadn't had a big Gary Walsh moment. Like no, two we know Gary out. Walsh has, has turned, he, he has turned good in terms of he wants the, sh- he wants the best for the ship and the people on board. Like he saw that padlock and told them, unless he was having a look and he had actually tampered it with it. It wasn't Walsh on the CCTV, definitely not. No, 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 it's not yeah, Walsh yeah, on CCTV, okay. but like, and we don't think it's our other, um, what's his name? Red hair. 
Mick Hucknall. Brent. No, who? Do not go down No, I won't go down there. I love the thought. No, who? Who's the red hair? Prentice. Oh, Prentice. A strawberry blonde, isn't it? Well. Yeah. I actually have to say, Prentice now looked great this episode. Very handsome. He's well rested. Yeah, no, he is actually. And you know what? I like the way he was like, you know what? I'm the last person you should be, who should be saying this, but trust the captain. Is he double bluffing? Mm. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. That was a great recap, Rev. Thank you very much. Yeah, well done. I'm really glad I got to talk about carp. Okay, straight into your theories. Uh, Leanne Richards says, my theory is that the Russian spy on board vigil is... Dr. Tiffany Doherty. Oh. Uh, when the disaster happened to Port Havers, Doherty had to quickly cover up the crew's drug taking, not to protect them and the captain, as she claimed to uh, have done, but to protect her own undercover position. If the truth had come out, she would have been forced to leave her mission. I believe she was the person slipping notes to Jackie the chef and had blackmailed her using her son, ordering Craig Burke's poisoning because he was onto Russian activity and then turned on Jackie before Silva could question her. I also think there's more to the coxswain. He may be MI5 or CIA. Um, uh, he's been very shifty seems to be conducting his own investigation into Burke's death I think that was him in the mask at the end he knows Doherty is bad news his affair could have been a tactic to stay close to her and monitor her actions Uh, he had anticipated yeah (laughs) that's what he'll tell the wife I was working (laughs) (laughs) how dare you I was undercover trying to save this how dare you (laughs) I was taking up extra shift hang my clothes back up in that wardrobe I'm flat out trying to save this question (laughs) um Babs says um, the coxswain I don't think he killed the cook there are two episodes to go so it's too early to know if he, uh, if he's a baddie and she's like I know that isn't a great reason but it's true I think he started running because he knew uh, she was in danger and ran to check that she was okay that could be completely legit yeah it's, t- yeah it's too soon to reveal who the bad person is I do love the Tiffany Doherty thing because I just keep going after all the men yeah and she's the one person that none of us have said like well no you Excuse did me. no you did Brendan did one episode sorry Brendan did say that I have said Tiffany Doherty from the start you, you actually did but you know what I mean it's a bit of a like buckle situation we mm-hmm. did at the start say that his Everyone's name, name and then we veered off from the point <laughs> however guys if Vigil is coming home 
It might. It's coming up. It mightn't be too early to solve it on board because we might then transition into some on land issues. I think we're going to be more on land for the last foreshadowing. Uh, Babs thinks the spy is Tara Kearley She's always next to Doward yes. Who always looks dodgy So he acts as a ruse Because we're never focusing on her In Doward's defence He's not the only fool Who keeps missing giant tankers Also She's talented as fuck uh, Is always on stage in London I don't think they cast her As a woman who sits in the background Oh And she And in fairness he, the captain was given out to Doward and to Kearley. Yeah. Because he was like, bloody hell, focus. Yeah. So we're not talking about Tara Kearley nearly enough, guys. Babs no, we're not. Well, we're not. And that is Babs's point. Babs is saying focus on Tara Kearley. We will now next week. Uh, Lucy Mooney is the coxswain, the Russian spy. How the hell did he get into that? I assume he managed to get the apparent cook on side for the poisoning by bargaining with her, promising freedom for her son in prison if she slips some poison in the dinner of their victims. Um, at, Sarah, at Snail Sarah says uh, Can't uh, help but notice Everything was very quiet on vigil While Prentice was confined to quarters Soon as he starts wandering about again People start dying and things stop working Silva is too quick to trust him Could be telling two layers of lies Sarah thinks um, At Kill Dave 5 says I think the spy is Hadlow Firstly the spy had to be on the boat Before Burke was killed So rules out the earphones guy uh, Russians get Jackie to bring on the poison for him Burke was where he works perfect cover for tampering with missiles reactor etc uh, Bev Walker says so one dude who was shipped off to Bahrain is the chef's son two dude who broke his leg was staged to get Burke back on board a la the great escape three Darrod is dodgy four Walsh is really a good guy five Prentice saves we- quite a few people this week saying that Prentice is going to be the overall hero of Prentice this. I'm sorry for what we said about you because I do think that he could be he could help Silva. Yeah. We, we had a lot of messages this week saying that Prentice is going to be the overall good guy. Are we going Team Prentice, guys? Yeah. I'm going to reserve judgment. Um, at Lubilu1980 says, uh, Julie the chef. <laughs> is her name Julie? No. <laughs> no, it's Jackie. Like Jackie, like Laverty. Yeah. <laughs> Jackie the Holdings. Chef. Jackie the Chef poisoned Burke in return for the Russians working with the Philippines to free her son. No, no, I think the geography is off now again. She's had it? a few drinks. Has she writing this email? Me and the jar. I'm going to get slayed. I know they're not near each Julie other. Julie and I the Philippines. <laughs> anyway. Put a few wines on Sunday. That's like me live tweeting this show. <laughs> I've had a few Sunday wines making the roast. Uh, anyway, Luby Lou says that Darrod is the Russian asset. Done. I don't believe a word the woman said. <laughs> Stephen Carville. <laughs> I thought you said Carville for a second. Uh, Stephen Carville says there is a Russian and American operative on board. Um, yeah. And they're trying to out-sabotage, uh, out-sabotage, my mouth won't work. <laughs> Out sabotage each okay, other. Okay, I have a theory. I have a theory. With their okay. various stooges, Silva is caught in the middle, all to influence the UK vote on nuclear deterrent. Okay, okay. I just had a thought when you said that theory. Yes. What if Dockercy is the American and what if uh, Glover is yeah. the uh, Russian? Yeah. Now, guys, you or vice versa. Know my obsession with people hiding in plain sight. It's like and Mr. and Mrs. Smith. If there's some sort of accent swap in the last episode or I next don't know if week, they're going to do gonna that. Have a fit. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to do an accent swap. Yeah, maybe they will. No, it's a bit cheap. But it like, is a I bit cheap. Yeah, love it though. 
Um, also, as we mentioned earlier, there was a lot of shout outs on social this week for um, <laughs> for the wardrobe guys on Vigil saying they did an amazing job at hiding Rose Leslie's uh, ever growing baby bump. Well, I didn't know she was. Pregnant. Neither did I. Yeah. Well, you were saying about eight months. Uh, yeah, I saw someone tweet that. Yeah, she married to Kit Harrington from the Game of Thrones. Yeah, they got married in 2018. I was only looking at their wedding photos today. Well, I saw them at the Met Gala this morning. Yeah, she wore a yellow dress. She looked um, lovely. And finally for this week, uh, Lisa Austin says, that torpedo tube is going to be full of dead crew. Suspect everyone, not a clue what's going on, but it's so good. That's a lovely wrap-up. Brilliant theories and great observations. And I'm going to be looking at Doherty and... Clearly. Yeah, you can tweet us at TrimePod or email TrimePod at gmail.com. So guys, any last thoughts, mentions? We're going into the penultimate episode, which as dramas go is always the big one. The we're bus- going the busy up one. before we go down. So yeah, we're going into the busy one. What do we think is going to happen? I'm all aboard Tara Clearly watching her closely now. I'm Team Prentice and would just love to see more of the Silvaker romance um, unfurl on land. I hope they get their happy ending. Uh, Yeah, I want them to be reunited. I want, I said this on last week's podcast, but I want, I'd say like the episode could open with Vigil back at port. It could. It could open with the back at port. And so they're all off. And then everyone's being questioned. That's potentially what's going to happen. And then we'll just get answers, fingers crossed. I hope we get like five more minutes on video because I would like to say goodbye to it. We've been down there for four hours. Yeah, I'd like another like I'd love another like scene. I want to see Prentice and uh, and Silva crack the whole thing. And to be honest, I think that needs to happen. And also we need to see the backlash of Silva running out of her medication. They've built that up. So that needs to have some sort of payoff. Yeah, I... I think we're probably, maybe we'll see half the episode there and then they'll come back. I don't know. I mean, that wire is going to take a couple of hours to be repaired, so. And that's if the person whose job it is to repair it wants it repaired. Yeah. Yeah. There's lots, there's lots that could happen. I don't know where it's going to go. I'm really enjoying it. And I really found the fish references hilarious. Yeah, me too. So guys, I think that's it for this week's Shrine Podcast Vigil. Um, thoughts and theories as always to shrinepod at gmail.com you can find us on Facebook Twitter and Instagram at shrinepod where we will be posting imminently a photo of a giant goldfish that was thrown <laughs> into a lake in, by a man in America um, so look out for that you can check out our website shrinepodcast.com big shout out to our patron Catherine's this week Tom Bowden and Tim Kelly if you want to give as they did so generously you can check us out on Patreon we're just shrinepod everywhere are we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very organised of us. I just thought it'd be easier, do you know? So guys, who killed the chef? Who does her drug smuggling son have to thank for the whole thing? Who killed Jade? Why are the Russians involved? Who killed Craig Burke? Is the coxswain evil? Am I evil? Why are we here? What is a podcast? Well, you're going to have to tune in next week to find out. We will be back live on Twitter on Sunday where I am live tweeting. Yes. I've done all, I actually don't know. I, it's not me anyway. One of us. Yeah. We'll be live reading. You or me. And we will be watching it with you and then back in your ears at 6am next Wednesday. Goodbye. Bye. Ta-ta. How are you with confined spaces? This is TV worth talking about. So we want to hear what you have to say. Find Shrine Podcasts on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook at Shrine Pod. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.